Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews. It has been such an amazing season. We have been on the road at different trade shows. I've been visiting customers. I've been getting ready for Epic. And so there's been just so much energy. And I have to say, one of my favorite things that have happened to me where I felt like an influencer, even more so than the podcast, was I got to take my picture with this amazing pump. It was massive. And my guest here is the one that is the photographer behind it. So I'm going to let you just introduce yourself to everyone and we'll get started. Sure. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, my name is Ari Panagoulias. I'm the director of condition monitoring and test lab for Hydro Incorporated. Yes. So in the test lab, that's where this pump was. Um, and I, I felt so special. Anytime that I can come and visit a facility uh, is excellent. And then Honestly, that test lab had some of the most remarkable equipment in there. I didn't even get a picture of the impeller, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Just really cool equipment that you get to see. And and so I was just curious your thoughts on it. Do you still get kind of jazzed up as you walk through the test lab? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I started at Hydro 12 years ago and I started as a junior engineer in the test lab. So it always has a soft spot in my heart. And of course, I think it's one of the coolest places in the industry. There are certain people at Hydro that would tell me at the time, you know, you've got the coolest job at the company. And I, I sort of didn't really know why they would say that or, or why I do. But having the opportunity to walk back there now as I do amidst the other responsibilities I have, I remember that it is really cool. And your enthusiasm that day, taking the photo in front of that large pump, which was one of the largest ones we've done. Uh, this year, just in terms of sheer size, not in terms of horsepower, but just in terms of sheer size. Uh, it's pretty cool. And, you know, Hydro, Hydro's always been in the aftermarket. We're not an OEM. So in our lab, you'll see pumps from Flowserve, Solzer, Gould's, small manufacturers, German manufacturers, anybody. And, and so it makes it really unique because you are going to walk by a giant BB2 radially split pump. You are going to walk past a large vertical pump impeller that's waiting to be assembled. Um, you're going to walk past 10 horsepower submersible pumps. It's always something new and different. And I think as an engineer, that keeps you on your toes. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. You as an engineer, how did you get into this field? What made you want to, you know, become an engineer? Well, uh, become an engineer, that that is a question I always ask uh, people who apply for jobs at Hydro. I think understanding, you know, what somebody's why is in terms of what they do is so important. So as a kid, I, I always excelled with Legos and building things and just loved the understanding, like taking something apart and rebuilding. I never really got into cars for whatever reason. I never had a car until I was like 22. But uh, that does play into it, whether you I, it usually does. Usually, you know, you see a lot of folks in the industry are like started as car people. But no, I just really got so interested in the sort of physics of real world stuff and connecting that not just in a theoretical sense, but in an applied sense. So I was kind of gravitated towards engineering, was gifted at it, uh, went to University of Michigan, got my degree in civil and environmental engineering. Sort of an apocryphal story from that time would be when you get to junior and senior year, you know, you can take like electives. And um, I remember going to my dad, who was a master's degree in aerospace engineering and saying, you know, dad, what, what should I focus in? And he said, well, whatever you do, don't do hydraulics. So naturally, I, I chose what he right. told me I couldn't do. And, uh, and here I am. 
love it. In terms of how I got the hydro, that's another that's another funny story too. Well, yeah, we're gonna we definitely want to hear all of that. Yeah, okay. I do think it's interesting how um, you know, we're either want to be exactly like what our parents want us to be or we want to be the opposite you know there's so many different ways that can go but we are glad that you're here and so tell us a little bit about that journey to hydra well i should say well my dad has a master's degree in aerospace engineering he is a, a cab driver in chicago and has always been so he's probably one of the one of the few cab drivers that can talk intellectually about like heating and cooling processes in a nuclear power plant anyway super uh, cool he just keeps yeah. throwing these cool nuggets at it i think we've said yeah. cool like 10 times on here already because it's just that much uh how i got to hydro you you know you knew mr george harris before he passed away yes i did absolutely so so when i applied when i was applying for jobs out of college in 2011 um, got an opportunity to apply as a test stand engineer i had no idea what that was i just knew that it was in engineering adjacent to civil and environmental more mechanical than anything and I applied. And the story goes that my name, Panagoulias, a very Greek name, was sitting on top of a list of resumes in the head of uh, HR's office. And Mr. Harris happened to walk down and see my name and said, who's this Greek kid? And um, the head of HR said, oh, this is this candidate for the test lab. And he said, hire him. And so that was sort of how I got my opportunity at Hydro was just having a Greek name right place at the right time, which, you well, know, it's funny. It's funny. A Greek restaurant the first time that I went to visit Hydro just down the road from there. So it's really kind of interesting. Um, so it really doesn't matter how you got into the industry because so many people fall into it or they just mm -hmm. randomly applied. There's so many different reasons to get there. But why do you stay? Well, uh, that depends on who you ask. My first boss, uh, Jeff Johnson, uh, who's retired now, he used to say that if you're in the pump industry for two years, you're in it for life. So I suppose after two years, it's not so much a choice as, as it is just a, a vocation. Uh, what, what got me into it, though, in the beginning was just the, the complexity of engineering challenges that we see. You know, being in the test lab for a, a non-OEM, I got exposed to a lot of different things very early. So, you know, you've got your statics and dynamics, you've got your mechanical engineering, you've got fluid dynamics, you've got electrical engineering, you touch a lot of different disciplines. And what could be better than that for, you know, young people coming out of college that just are thirsty for experience or thirsty for action? Well, and it didn't stop there for you. So I, because no. I know the story, um, that's why I love kind of talking about, uh, I'll call you young you, <laughs> but you're the past, past you. And today you're still doing amazing things that seem like they have to be just as cool to, uh, well, I saw them, uh, one element of kind of walking into to Hydro there on 40th, 40th Street. And I walk in and, and there's this beautiful screen. T tell them about this screen. What is it showing? Well, sure. Yeah. When you walk into our 40th Street Service Center in Chicago, you'll see a wall of televisions that show a map of generally the, the U.S. or North America, but sometimes uh, a broader picture. And on that screen are each different location that we have our remote monitoring technology deployed at and our monitoring rotating equipment assets real time. And people see the screen and they go, they go what? What is that? What is this sort of like uh, weird pump world NASA thing you've got going on there? And, uh, and we explain it and show them. And it's just fascinating to be able to remotely monitor uh, charging pumps in the nuclear industry thousands of miles away or pipeline booster pumps up in Fort McMurray, Canada. Or, you know, in one case, we actually have 
at a steel mill in New Zealand, descale pumps being monitored real time. So it's just, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and seeing that it immediately just opens your perspective because you think of hydro as a, you know, test repair lab, and then you just see it transform. Um, and I think that that was really great. And I know we do a lot of marketing and we've done a lot of different uh, stories and everything, but to see it, uh, right when you come in, it does, it kind of shifts your perspective, makes you ask different questions, makes you imagine what your facility could do differently. And mm-hmm. so that was really cool for me to see and kind of go through that experience um, to to think about it on a global scale. I don't know that I've done that to that scale before. So I think that one of the challenges is looking at that and thinking, okay, I've got all this information but you also have people that help people with that information. So you have a team. Uh, so how do people kind of get engaged with you on that side? Well, uh, before I even answer the question, you're right that a lot of this stuff is great. It's great technology. There's, there's great tools out there for sure. It can be a challenge in terms of data overload, right? With, with how we can make this data make sense, but also make it make sense in real time uh, because it can be overwhelming. Uh, so we do have a team of engineers here that are responsible for monitoring that equipment on behalf of end users, with end users. And we try to do it with that with approach. We try to do it alongside with people. You know, our, our mission as a company has always been to work hand in hand with end users. And that applies to this technology as well. You know, we're not on the ground. We're not in the plant, but we have access to that data and we can help determine maintenance actions together as a team. So that that's always been our approach is assigning engineers to be responsible for those accounts, getting to know them well, trying to leverage the experience that folks have with that equipment in the field, and then try to use the data as best we can to determine the next steps. Yeah, and that's the thing. It has to be a trusted partner because you have to get in there with them in their facility, You know, understand their equipment and the process that they're trying to actually do um, to be able for that data to really mean anything on the other side. So um, knowing that and knowing you know, the test lab and and all of the different features as far as in the services that you offer as a whole, you're like, okay, this is a trusted, this is my trusted support. If nothing else, you're, you're leaning on them to say, what do you think? And I think that's really, really cool. Uh, so I just, I'm, I'm just tickled about us using the word cool so much on here. Uh, so think when I think about this whole kind of route uh, that you have got, have taken to get to where you are, I always think of like inspiring somebody to come in and join the pump industry. For example, there's so many different jobs that you can have within it. So it's not really, okay, this one's more fun than that. It's a journey of knowledge. And I think that you were able to gain so much knowledge right at the beginning of your career so that you can kind of do some of this remote understanding. What I won't ask, I won't ask, I was going to ask what's your favorite part of kind of your everyday, but what I'd rather ask you is, you know, if you were bringing somebody in uh, a new, a new person, what would you show them first? Well, I would probably try and meet them where they're at. I mean, one of the things, one of the reasons why I asked the same question you did about, you know, what, what is your why for being an engineer? What is your why for being in this industry is you have to find something that you're passionate about that drives you, whether it's, helping somebody avoid a catastrophic failure, increase machinery uptime, et cetera, et cetera, all the talking points. Uh, but really wh- whatever it is, like earlier today, I was I was on the phone with a subject matter expert who knows more about vibration analysis than me, much more, much more experience, has seen many more things. And we got to share with them the software we use with our condition monitoring platform. 
And they said, wow, this is amazing. This has got some great tools. That made me really proud. So getting to share the, the high quality things that we do and we can offer the industry to help people do their jobs better, to help companies be more profitable, to help people have less headaches. That is, is what drives me. And I think if we can find that for each person coming in the door, what gets them motivated? The rest of it takes care of itself after it that. It absolutely does. And, and that's what it's about, finding finding that passion and the why. I love that. So let me let me just ask you, where do you see this headed? Where do where are we going? Um, there's a lot of well, first of all, you've you've done the test standard, you had to get certified, you've got all of the backing of the knowledge there, right? And now it's you're connected all over the world. Where do you see what's the next step for you? Well, for, for me or for hydro or for both. I mean However what, you, whatever comes out of your mouth will work. Fair enough. Uh where where are we going? Sometimes I don't some days I don't know, Charlie. It's <laughs> truth. Where are we going? It, it, you know, I think hydro is at an inflection point where we've got a network of shops globally. We've done great in the aftermarket pump repair side. You know, there are things we do really well. There are things we do great. There are things we gotta get better at, uh, like any company. Growing into the digital space with a condition monitoring product that can leverage the experience we have in the shops, that's been the mission for the last five years. We're going to continue that mission and continue to grow it. Once we've amassed all the data on rotating equipment that we have and can start leveraging tools like machine learning and AI to get the most out of that data without having to burden more resources in terms of people looking at it, I think that's a frontier that's going to be really fascinating, how we leverage all that information. Um, how we bring that to our customers, how we allow our customers to access that and help them maximize their process. So it, it could go any number of ways. Well, I love that you said that because it makes me think of um, this presentation when I was at Reliable Plant and they were talking about IoT and and how we haven't even gotten this implemented, right? We talked about it and then we went straight to AI and there's there's so much to be done, especially in our industry of just getting people to the digital the digital stage. There's so, so many steps in the process and, and everyone's at a different place. You know, I mean, intra hydro, we're still implementing parts of our ERP system. You know, we're, we're like everybody else. There are plants that have systems wired throughout collecting data on every piece of equipment that could fail. And there are people that have boiler feed pumps that are critical for their process that have nothing on them. You know, everyone is at a different stage. It's about meeting people where they're at and trying to move everyone forward. Some folks great to work with, really willing. Some folks way ahead and we can all learn from them and other folks got to be pulled along. So again, it's just about meeting people where they're at. Yeah, uh, I love that. So as far as like getting out there, um, are you part of any type of associations or organizations that you get to, you kind of connect with others? Am I, am I, am I? I, wonder. I don't know. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> no, no. I don't know the answer. Uh -uh. I know Hydro is part of Yeah, Hydro is part of the Hydraulic Institute. Um, I've been a member of the Hydraulic Institute in the past. I, I'd like to be more active with them. Currently, I'm a instructor with Vibration Institute, and that marries well with what we do in terms of condition monitoring. I've done some work with AIST. I'm a member with them. Trying to go down the list. And, and, I know. And, there's probably more. Uh, and so There's so I, many acronyms. You know, they all jumble together. Uh, yes, there, there's, me... a lot, there's a lot of great organizations that we could not only just I could participate in, but but the people that I work with could participate in. Yeah, there, there are a lot of folks out there that can advocate for really great change industry-wide. Those are the ones that come to mind that I know I'm a part of, or have been a part of at least. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that you're also giving back as an instructor there at the Vibration Institute. Um, I think that that is how we get the, the next generation on board. And we have to like 
also keep this information, store it, you know, record it and share it so that we can have that, I guess, knowledge hub, if you will, so that it's going to speed up, right? Everything. Well, you know, that that's one of the gaps that we try to fill that, that we've always played in the industry is like, there's so many experienced people out there that are great, that know everything. Well, they're retiring. And the next generation, my generation, the millennials, much maligned millennials, we need to gather that knowledge from, from places. And a lot of it is going to be subject matter experts that are in adjacent companies, that are our vendors, that are our customers. That knowledge has got to come together from a lot of different areas for all of us to succeed because it's walking out the door every single day. Yeah. And there's, there's also that um, training room. I'm just remembering as our, we walked the tour that you- see, That's why I took you upstairs. That's why I took you upstairs. Because, I mean, you have to see it, right? And so it's very impressive that you've kind of got this hands-on equipment. You've got this training room that we can, you know, really just learn and, and bringing people there on site. Um, again, uh, there's nothing like it. I mean, if you, if you're in the industry, you need to be reminded of the excitement around it. And hopefully we've done that a little bit by talking, talking about some of this, but to see it in person to, you know, really think about why did you become an engineer, right? That is a great question uh, to ask people. And then, you know, for our maintenance and our, our people and our operations and, and how they're putting the things together, repairing them and sending them back to work for these vital industries. It's just so rewarding. And so I really like bringing people together and inspiring mm -hmm. them to remember while we're doing this, but they need the, the knowledge and the training too. So offering that both there on your facility, also Epic that I mentioned earlier, bringing people together. It's just a great way to, to keep our industry growing and remember, you know, and inspire because it is pretty awesome work that we do. And definitely Hydros plays a part in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are you ready for your rapid fire question? I am. I've heard about this, by the way. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I'll start with this one. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Uh, best advice. Uh, there's a gentleman who's in charge of the shop here at, at 40th Street at our 40th Street Service Center named Jeff Deru. Uh, first person I ever met at Hydro when I came in, uh, 22 with a suit and tie going into this for my interview. And he said, learn everything you can. Learn everything you can. No one can take it away from you. And uh, thankfully, he's still here and reminds me of that. But that is the best advice learn as much as you can. I love it. And switching gears just a little bit. Uh, what's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. I, I could go any which way with that. My favorite book. I, I have a three-year-old son. My favorite book is The Little Prince. I read it to him. He doesn't get it. Uh, it is so meant for adults. And it is just a reminder to, to, to be a kid. And uh, it's great. I couldn't recommend it more. I love that. So you're reading to your kid to remind yourself to be a kid. And yes. have fun and play. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. On that note, what's your favorite music band song? Oh, my favorite, my favorite music. I think people get really caught up in whatever music was like their favorite when they were 20 or when they were a teenager. My favorite band is the killers. Uh, it has been for a long time and it will continue to be. And as much as my wife wants to embarrass me with that, uh, that is my answer. <laughs> you own it. You own it. Uh, I have many like that, that I just own. So you, you talked about the best advice that you have ever received, but what is the best advice that you would give somebody? Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but best advice you would give somebody coming into our industry? Yeah, I would go back to that, that find your why, find your passion. I think people are the best. People are great at so many things. You can be great at so many things, but you're going to be the most impactful at something that you're passionate about. So whatever you need to try to find that passion, keep trying it. And when you find it, it's not going to feel like work. It's going to feel like, like fun. 
Absolutely. Okay. I'm gonna just because there was so much lead up for this, I'm gonna I'm gonna create another question. What is something that you think people would find interesting about you? I don't know if anything's interesting about me. Um I'm named after the Greek god of war. It's super but but I'm very peaceful, I promise. I love it. I love it. And so you're in uh, Wonder Woman just just because. Uh, yeah, I'm the bad guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you are not a bad guy in the industry. We absolutely love you here. Um, thank you for the tour and the photo. And I was trying to say earlier, like it, it made me feel like I was actually that influencer people talk about where you get to see yourself with something you're passionate about and tell a story all in one <laughs> post and you gave me that and I just really appreciate that I appreciate Hydro and we absolutely love working with you we had so much fun at TPS you know taking the pump apart and putting it back together and I look forward to learning from y'all and and just really can't wait to see what you do next well thank you and thanks again for having me on and come back to the shop because every month there's something new and interesting here so if you need that inspiration come on by Absolutely. I will do it. And y'all share this episode, um, like subscribe, do all that fun stuff for your every Monday treat. But for right now, just share this with somebody that you think would be great to come into our industry or that's here and just wants to be inspired and remember why it's so cool to be here in the pump industry. Thanks everybody. Until next time, be empowering. Mm -hmm.